We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Take picture with your first choice of buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tip Pick is the exclusive ticket partner for the Rams Talk Radio Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. And now on to the show. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Paul with my co-host, our partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back, Michael Stewart. Playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yes, sir. The playoffs again. Mike, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good. DC and Ram family out there in... Radio Land or whatever you call it. Where, where, radio uh, Land. <laughs> podcast Land. How about just the yeah, land? Podcast Land, all that good stuff. So, yeah, man, it's a good day uh, watching this uh, team get it in the win column again. Uh, again, not the prettiest of everything, but, you know, we talked about it earlier. You want to be hitting that upstride as you're heading into this month going into the playoffs and it seems like as they continue to put it in a win column that seems the case i mean a lot of a lot of good and a lot of not so good in this game a lot to talk about rams win 30 23 in minnesota a game where they never trailed from start to finish they were in the lead which has been their formula all year to win games they now move to 11 and 4 they now take over first place solely in the NFC West, and they control their own destiny, whether or not they're going to be 
a um, an NFC West division winner or a wild card. All depends on these last two games now. Also, we need a little bit of help with the Cowboys this week and next week to see what happens with them, if they can be a second seed or not next couple weeks anyway. So, we'll see. Mike, first thoughts of the game. Well, you know, first thoughts are always, again, get it in the win column. Uh, we, we need to still shore up some things defensively so that when we are getting some of these leads, teams aren't able to seem like they can just storm back. So that was good. Good to see, uh, you know, the ball on offense seem to be getting spread around a little bit more. Sonny Michelle, I think we've been singing this in dance and song for a while that, that we need to get that running game going. And so uh, for all intents and purposes, it, it looks like some of those things are, are being carried out. And uh, again, you go on the road and we talked about this earlier in the week, uh, not having beat Minnesota. So to go in there and beat them in their own house, uh, that's huge when it just seems like it's been a struggle year after year, <laughs> going back to my days. Uh, hated ourselves again, uh, that it just is tough for them to beat the Vikings. But today was a good win overall at the end of the day and back in the playoffs. So uh I'd like to hear some of your thoughts, DC. You know, Rams have now won two in a row against the Vikings. That's the first time in a long time they'll say that. Um and, and but you know, there's there was a lot of things this game to be happy about. And because I want to to be happy those things, I want to hammer out the things that they really struggle with first just to get them out of the way because I mean it was it's a good win. This is anytime you go to Minnesota with as difficult as it is to play in that dome, those fans are loud. They make sure it's loud. They make sure it's tough. They always seem to give the Rams fits. It's it's still a quality win, no matter how you try and say, you know, well, they didn't play their best. They didn't you know, they struggled here, struggled there. Well, you know what? I mean, people were forgetting the Rams are still missing guys. They're still missing guys, and they still made some mistakes. So we want to try and, and, and divide out like the things that you can attribute to, okay, well, they're still missing guys, and the things that, that you're like, well, wait a minute, hold on, come on. This shouldn't be happening. On the flip side of it, a lot of positives as well. So I'm pretty happy with it. Before we get into it, I want to ask it over to Apple Music. Leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And also, we'd appreciate... You check out our sponsors. As part of the Blue Wire Network, we do have some sponsors on board with us, especially TickPick. And, and uh, you met, I mentioned them in the opening read. Also, I mentioned now that you know football is heading towards down stretch. It, you know, we are getting to the point now where playoffs are on the line. You might want playoff tickets, and there's no need to exhaust yourself anymore about searching the internet to find good Rams or any NFL tickets at all. Period. You don't have to because TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, they are the original. No fee ticket site, and they're the only ones you'll ever need for all your go-to NFL ticket needs. Typically, get rid of all those service fees that other ticket sites charge, and that lets them guarantee the best prices on all their tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on other sites, typically will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So, next week, if you're on the East Coast, Baltimore, big one. If they win in Baltimore, they're going to win the division. That's a big one. So Baltimore. Next week. We'll say we're talking Baltimore. <laughs> Next week. They went out there on the road. If you're on the East Coast, if you want to fly in, great time for it. And then, of course, the 49er game. 
to close the year. This could, there could be a lot in the line for this one. Get your tickets on TickPick.com to make magic happen. Go to TickPick.com forward slash RTR today to save 10 bucks in your first order or just make sure it's on your account. It's TickPick.com slash RTR for any Rams or NFL tickets. Check them out. And here's a word from the rest of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, so Mike, reading down our stats today. And and again, you're going to be able to see some things here that are that are pretty, and some things here are going to be a little brutal. Going to look, I just want you to look in there, good sir, for things the numbers tell you. Here we go. First downs: Rams 22, Vikings 19. Third down efficiency: Rams are seven of 14, Vikings two of 12. Total yards: 356 for the Rams, 361 for the Vikings. Total plays: 70 for the Rams, 63 for the Vikings. Net yards rushing, 159 for the Rams, 66 for the Vikings. They averaged 4.8 per rush. Vikings averaged 3 per rush. Net yards passing, 295 for the Vikings, 197 for the Rams. Average yards per pass, 7.2 for the Vikings, 5.3 for the Rams. Rams got three sacks and allowed zero. Rams did throw three interceptions. Vikings threw one. They punted twice. Vikings punted five times. Rams had one penalty. Very, very few penalties in this game. And, and overall, time possession was split entirely even at 30-30. Uh, 
individual numbers, the ones you kind of want to look at, the ones that either make you get really happy or really cringy. For the Rams, Matt Stafford, 21 of 37 for 197 yards, one touchdown and three interceptions. Three. Tony Michelle, 27 carries for 131 yards, 4.9 carry. Cooper Cup had 10 catches today for 109 yards, a long of 37. Brandon Powell, part return for touchdown. That was nice. Aaron Donald sacked today, as did Greg Gaines. Nice day overall in the sack department. For the Vikings, 27-30 for Kirk Cousins, 315 yards. Their leading rusher, Alexander Madison, 13 carries for 41 yards, 3.2 a carry. The receiver, Justin Jefferson, 8 catches for 116 yards. And, I mean, overall, nice day for the Rams in many areas here. Mike, read, after listening to all those numbers, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, again, when we look at numbers, we, we can break them down all kinds of ways. The things that stick out to me is you get the running game going. Michelle over 125 yards plus 127 to be exact. Uh, but then you have the turnovers from Matt Stafford that needs to get cleaned up. Now, what's the difference? Running game, take clock off. Defense, show up when you need to. Uh, so it doesn't cost you in the end. But the thing is, it's going back to, okay, wait, Stafford, you're, you're a seasoned veteran. So then you got to say, okay, is this happening? Is he just not seeing it? Is he trying too hard? But that's where you got to throw in what is the hidden uh, ingredient in my mind. It's L.A. It's the media market. So everything is scrutinized a little bit more so. You can get on the mic at the end of the game and try to be cool and, hey, you know, this and that. No, you want to go out there and show everyone the reason why. It's kind of like when you get that big contract. You want to make sure everybody knows that you earned it and you're worth it. Typically, when guys a lot of times get that big contract, that year, that next year usually isn't a great year as the preceding year when they're trying to get the contract because of all kinds of reasons. More people gunning for you. Uh, you put more internal pressure on yourself. So that's what I see kind of in Matthew Stafford. But those are the things that will get you when the playoffs happen. You just can't turn the ball over, especially some of the times he's turning them over. So that stands out. Obviously, another positive was uh, the special teams. Hecker seemed to get on track with a couple boots, 50-plus, and you know, getting people down in. We get a pump return. Uh, obviously, they're going to start kicking away from that that person. Uh Brandon that's Powell. a big Brandon Powell. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, sir. I don't know. I think I got too much Christmas cookies on the brain still. <laughs> <laughs> but so those are positives. But the big thing that just sticks out from for me is uh, staff got to cut down on those picks. I know a couple of things. Uh, let's go ahead and the negatives first. You know, come on, the, come on. The negative for for me really were. The Stafford interceptions were they were bad. <laughs> they they were bad. And the last one was the worst of them all. You just cannot throw that football there. You cannot you cannot make that call. You cannot roll that out there and and try and force that in on you just can't do it. 
uh, you know, the, the third down call as well. You can't do that. You can't force the ball in. It's great you evade the sack. Okay, throw it away. Live to fight dirty. I'll put your team in this position because the Rams probably blow this game out without those turnovers. They probably do. They they were able to control the game with their running game for much of the time, and it was those turnovers that really kept Minnesota in it for you know for four quarters. So I just look at this thing. You you cut those turnovers down. This is still a different game. Yeah. On the same token, and it really caught my attention with the third turnover. What the heck was was Sean McVay calling? How, what was he calling? This is and this is going going back to our our good McVay, bad McVay. This is bad McVay abandoning the run completely on that drive, completely. Run the football, just run the football. Why, what are you worried about? Why are you trying on third and ten at this point? You should have run the football earlier. Instead, at this point, you're, you're putting your quarterback in position to, to make that throw. You're going, again, zero running back, five wide in many situations. And in the end, it costs you. Why would you do this? Run the football. Run the football. And he, they, they, he still gets that tunnel vision. He still... It, Puts his team in those positions. And so it's not just Stafford. It's a McVay mix. And when you have a running game going, there's no reason to go five wide in a game you're leading, deep in your own zone. There's no reason for that. Or four wide in the shotgun. Just run the football, punt the ball away if you have to. Don't put your offense in a position where they're trying to defend inside the goal line. And that's what he did. I just... you you. This is an ongoing trend, has been a trend for years, and you have to wonder whether or not Sean McVay will ever, ever learn his lesson. I mean, at this point, this is, what, year five? It may just be something to deal with his entire career there. You think I'm wrong, tell me. No, no, I, I definitely agree, man. And But we've been talking about this, but as we said, you have these coordinators, offense or defensive, they have what their go-to thing is. And McVay just seems like he's going to go to the path. And, again, that's why a guy like a Bill Belichick, he can scheme up against that kind of thing because you're really showing a tendency that's very evident. If we're looking at the game and we can see it, I'm sure they know that. So that's definitely something uh, he has to just – you know, figure out if he's going to try to just force stuff and, you know, point the blame or if he's going to just make some adjustments. And again, a lot of it, it's not super, but anytime you're going five wide, when you don't have a running quarterback, you're just telling everyone what you're doing, you know? And so in the way things are going with Cooper Cup, you're going to say, well, you know what? We're going to take away Cooper Cup and we're going to make throw it somewhere else. So that's where, you know, McVay kind of setting himself up to kind of putting himself in a little bit of a hole, in my opinion. I mean, they've been fortunate that for the most part, the, the Rams have been able to find Cooper Cup. They, you know, they've been able to keep him in the game, but sooner or later, someone's going to lock him down. Sooner well, or later, they will. The key word is fortunate. You know what I mean? Fortunate enough. So 
Absolutely. And and again, the way games go, what if Matthew Stafford, you know, they're not going to tell us that, but every game you may not be feeling your best. You know what I mean? And, you know, what if you your nerves and got a little bit of food poisoning the night before or something like that, you know? Uh, just have those kinds of things that, and if you're not playing well and you can't find that guy, now you just kind of kind of got yourself messed up. I mean, they, they're fortunate because he's been so good. His route running is so good. He's hard to cover. They have good receivers with him as well. I just think at some point here, they're going to get the right secondary and they're going to shut him down. Then what? Then what? I mean, at some point here, you need to find more options consistently, and you have OBJ there. For a level, it's all good and holy. You have OBJ there. You get to get involved more in the passing game, but you don't, have, you don't even have to do all that. You've got a guy working well for you right now, Sonny Michelle. You've got an offensive line that without, let me say this, without your top two left tackles, gave up no sacks today. It opened up huge holes for Michelle. I mean, the, we're getting into some of the good things about the game now. You don't need to do some of the things you're doing. The balance attack works. It, it keeps the Rams more in control of the tempo, more in control of the physicality of the game, and controlling the clock. If they can control the clock more throughout the postseason, they have a much better chance of making the Super Bowl, especially against some of these teams that rely on quick offensive movement or in the case of San Francisco, San Francisco was built for possession. Well, if the Rams could actually compete with them for possession, it's a different outcome in these games they play against them. So, I mean, just being more, I guess the word, I think, more diverse in how you attack opponents offensively. Instead of just relying on, I'm going to get tunnel vision and throw the football with four wide, five wide sets on third down and 10 in my own <laughs> my own section of the field. Why? Just, dude, you got other things you can do. Don't risk it. Yeah, risk I, it. I, I, you know, I love the fact that you, you know, use that word tunnel vision. Absolutely. And again, you know, unlike a few quarterbacks, most quarterbacks in our eras and eras before, plays are coming in from the sideline. So. Yeah, do you have audibles you can call? Absolutely. But at the same time, you're going to, again, most players, even at the NFL level, are obedient. You know what I mean? So they're just not going in there all willy-nilly. I'm just going to do my thing. They're going to go in there and try to execute as the play calls are being sent in and obviously make adjustments as needed. But, yeah, just can't be this tunnel vision when, again, here we are pundits on a podcast uh you know we know a little bit about the game but we're not in meetings all week we're not studying up the the opponent to what their tendencies are and and designing the game plan to go beat them we're just looking at what seems to be common sense it seems common sense that the best way to win a game is to (laughs) is to just simply control the clock to control the flow of the game control everything about it and put your defense in the best position to win. That seems simple to me. That's what seems simple to me. Especially on the road, by the way. Oh, but but you know what? There's a lot of good things, too. I just mentioned it. You're missing your top two left tackles in Andrew Whitworth 
and Joe Noboom, and guess what? Zero sacks allowed today. Zero sacks. In the game where we could say, well, Matt, well, Matt Stafford was pressured here, pressured there, they did not allow a sack. So if you want to point towards pressure, you could say, hold on a minute. I didn't see the offensive line fold. I, I, saw, I just saw Matt Stafford make mistakes. So don't blame the offensive line for this one. They put together another 100-yard rushing day. There were holes, nice holes, big holes for Sonny Michel. If the Rams didn't get tunnel vision in that third quarter, early fourth quarter, I'm willing to bet that you know he runs for close to 200 today. I'm serious. That they were that good on the ground. And, man, I wish, I just wish they would have kept it there. It would have been over earlier. Those are two really great things right there. No sacks given up. Great running game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't understand the idea when you're actually doing something that makes it easy for you that you just don't keep it making it easy for you. And so why go away from something that's actually working? It's not only working. I mean, Sonny Michelle, man, he he was looking like, you know, Pro Bowl backs. Uh, but when you're getting eight, nine, ten, seven yards a crack, that's easy money, especially in a game when you do need to burn clock and you do need to wear the other team down. Just go ahead and let's see what you have. And we've been talking about this now consistently for weeks on end. Give the line some rest and they show you what they can do. When you look at that uh, early uh, third and one, fourth and one, uh, Stafford drops the ball and still picks up. The O-line literally pushed their D-line three, almost four yards off the ball. So that's what they're letting you know. Guys, let us just go and just pin our ears back and go after these D-line fronts and front sevens, and we can see what they have for four quarters, not like we're going to let them off the hook because we keep going empty backfield. I, I also like the fact that they still are finding different ways to evolve. It's not just Cooper Cup, but we saw OBJ involved in different areas today. And uh, by the way, Tyler Higby being back made a huge difference. His blocking downfield, his clutch catches, he really put the Rams in a great position throughout the game. That offense is so much better with him there, and sometimes we miss that. Really, really nice to see. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. He, he, you know, again, that's when you're talking about an overall offensive play that, again, yes, you have a game plan, but then you do what the defense is giving you. And now when you're able to put some things into the plan, oh, the running game is really working. Oh, the tight end game is working. Oh, we can do this. We can do that. The object is not always looking for the home run. The idea is, hey, let's keep moving the chains, burn some clock, wear them down, keep us fresh. Keep them fresh, absolutely. And by the way, defensively, the, the Rams were dominant for much of this game. Through much of this game. Uh, you saw Minnesota really play better in the second half. That was with the Rams' offense sputtering. I really was impressed with how much the Rams' defense played very dominant football for much, especially the first half and parts of the second half. Great job. Jalen Ramsey, a couple times, is, I mean, it's safe to say he is probably the top one, top two quarterback in the league right now, right? 
And is that safe to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, that's safe to say. Safe to say. I mean, it was that's that was just beautiful to watch on his part and and seeing what he can do. I really also thought the pass rush was inconsistent but clutch today. I would have liked to have seen Kirk Cousins under more duress, but when they got to him, they got to him. But the rush defense. When I talked to Matthew Kohler from Pro Pride this week. He was really big on Alexander Madison to make up for Dalvin Cook because this guy was averaging seven yards a carry in a backup role for Dalvin Cook. He was a guy who he felt that could be a major surprise for this game. The Rams just shut him down. Overall, the Vikings got 65 yards rushing. 66 yards rushing today. Beautiful, beautiful performance. Again, pauses for the Rams defense. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, all those things are absolutely you know, outstanding when you're, you know, trying to get, I say, playoff ready to go deep into the playoffs. And so you you have to be able to, you know, make the right calls. You have to be able to execute. You have to be able to not just turn the ball over. Yeah. So all those things. But uh, again, simple solution, run it down their throat so they can stop it uh, and keep everybody fresh on both sides of the ball. Will because when you are thinking of my old lineman days, when you are just running the ball, you're not using kind of as much energy because you know where you're going and you're just going to get the other guy on the other side. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what these last couple weeks uh, hold now that they know they're in the playoffs. We'll see, you know, if they're going to do that shutdown mentality stuff that I don't like. And next thing you know, nobody's playing and now you're trying to get your rhythm back. So, uh, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I think that they're, I mean, they still need to win next week. They want to win the division. I will be concerned about the 49ers game, but I don't think they want to play the 49ers three times. I think if, you know, they're at risk of doing so if they don't win out. So if they lose one of these games, they fall in that position where they could wind up playing the 49ers in a wild card game. And and to me, of all the teams out there, including Packers right now, I think the Packers showed against the Browns how vulnerable they can be. I, I look at the 49ers as the one team that is specifically built to beat the Rams. And because of that, you want them out. So I, I don't see it being smart down the stretch of benching anybody. And they got guys hurt today, by the way. We don't have any injury reports yet. Sean they didn't have them out in the press room. So losing Ernest Jones today, losing uh, Brian Allen again. We don't know the extent of some of these injuries, but I don't think it's wise at this point to rest players, play them all the way through, get your team back in rhythm. You've been out of rhythm now for almost a month, yet you're still winning. How good can they be in rhythm on a normal schedule? I think they'd be pretty darn good. That's my view. Yeah, there's no doubt. They, we don't, I'm saying we can't stand the Niners still, uh, even though my boy's over there coaching. But the thing is, yeah, when you get down in these playoffs and these different games, things start to come down to matchups. People are like, oh, they got a hot hand. Yeah, they may have a hot hand against the people they play, but against this team, they haven't fared so well. That's the Niners. They kind of seem like they're like our kryptonite, and it goes back to these two coaches who seem to know each other, but one coach seems to know the other one better. And if it's a guy who can be able to you know, negate what McVay does. It's that guy over there on the 49er sideline. So 
Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to see them in no rounds, first round, second, thirds, whatever. But again, get a little bit deeper. But yeah, it just seems like uh, that little Shanahan guy has uh, McVay's number. One thing a lot of is just, you know, we mentioned in previous games, previous podcasts, they're just built to beat the Rams. Personnel-wise, they match up very well with the Rams. And so in terms of the style of football they like to play, and especially how they match up with how the Rams try and do things. It's just a bad match. You know, they, they could, if it was four years ago, five years ago, even, let me just say it this way, even before the 49ers really made their move with Kyle Shanahan, like in Kyle Shanahan's first season, they still gave the Rams problems, even though the Rams are a playoff team and the 49ers are far from it. They still gave the Rams problems that year. So what they're doing down there and the person that they're bringing in are, are pretty much what, you know, what they want, what what they want in order to win this division out. And, you know, they're going to be a problem for a while now. We'll see how things move on in the future here. But they're not even healthy, and they're still a tough matchup for the Rams. So I want to avoid that matchup. If you can beat them at home, if you can, do it and get them out of the way. Hopefully you're not facing off of them again come, you know, wildcard weekend. So there you go. Other scores, by the way, today. In the NFC, let's see where they are. It's kind of a big deal here. The Rams right now seeing the number two seed. That's pending the Dallas game tonight. And again, the Dallas game is tonight. We're recording some Sunday night. The other games that matter, the 49ers losing on on a, geez, what, a Thursday night, 2017, the Titans. The This is the NFC now. The Packers winning home one in Cleveland, 24-22. The Cardinals losing... 2016, the Colts. That was a big, big loss. Other games that affect the Tampa Bay wins the NFC South with a 32 6 win over the, Car- the, oh, the Panthers. The Eagles, 34 10 winners over the Giants today. The Eagles are just quietly just there. They're going to be very interesting if they make the playoffs. And of course, I'm sure this thrills you. The Bears came back late today to beat the Seahawks. Seahawks with 10 losses. Never thought I'd see that. So right now, sitting in the playoff hunt as we speak, the Rams would play the Eagles in the wildcard weekend right now. As they said, Tampa Bay would be the third seed playing the 49ers, Dallas the four against Arizona the five. That's where they sit right now in the NFC. AFC a little bit different. Tennessee would go to would be hosted by Baltimore. <coughs> Excuse me, would host Baltimore. Cincinnati would host the Patriots, and Buffalo would host Indianapolis on Wild Card Weekend. The buys right now in Green Bay and Kansas City. That's how it looks right now with two weeks to go plus a couple of games yet to, yet to be determined here. Your thoughts on the, how that looks there, Mike? Yeah, I mean, again, you'd like to have certain things in your hand, which the Rams seems to do. All they need to do is go win certain games and, and call it a day. Uh I I agree. <laughs> Seattle losing this many games, but there goes the NFL. You get an injury here or something there, and you you get these situations, which makes the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay pretty interesting because he had a similar situation, basically wanted out of there, and he turned it around and said, "Okay, man, I'm back, Skip, but I'm gonna just go do my thing." And they've been able to, you know play at a high level. Seattle, on the other hand, Russell Wilson gets hurt. 
tries to come back, just isn't, you know, the same. And then again, they lose today in a snowy field. <laughs> Guess who? Mr. Nick Foles, you know, I'd have been like, man, this dude just seems to be able to pull Ravis out of a hat, it seems. But all those things being said, I like where the Rams are sitting because they have the destiny in their own hands. I, you know, we'll get a schedule here. A Ravis team that's struggling, who knows? Where, you know, who knows where they are with their matchup with the Ravens next week? Who knows who's quarterback in the Ravens? And and then you also look at the, you, probably, you may hear my kids in the background. This is that kind of night. Christmas partying going on, that kind of night. Um, you also have the Cardinals facing the Cowboys. That's critical for both teams right now. Trying to get their seating set. Cards are not out of the, uh, out of the division yet. So these matches coming up right now, it's hard to say how it's going to pan out. One thing I know, if the Rams beat the Cowboys, sorry, the Rams beat the Ravens, and then they turn around four Niners, they have a good shot. Number two seed. They have a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely three. Definitely. So why don't we avoid the four Niners if they can, but I like where they're going. All right. So any final thoughts or anything you want to close this about this, uh, this podcast with? Man, just want to close on, man. Hopefully everyone is out there having a great holiday season. Uh, we got the new year coming up, man. Enjoy your family. Uh, we still have much to be thankful for. It's been a crazy year. Uh, the new variant seems to be catching some people making it crazy, but I'm like, Hey man, we've kind of been living through this. Let's just be smart. You know, mask up as you need to uh, do the other things that you need to. But, man, just keep that family near you and just enjoy every moment. I mean, just, yeah, it's, just enjoy your family. So just enjoy the time you got entering a new year. You know, in the meantime, if you want to follow us, follow us on Twitter at DC Paula. One, do 23 for Mike. Rams Talk Over Rose at Talk Rams. You can find us on Facebook. And that's all we got for you today. Short podcast, short and sweet to the point. Hope you enjoyed it. Get our thoughts on it. We'll be back middle of, middle of this week with a Ravens preview and more with the Bunny Heads team as well. And we're out of here. Have a great one. Yes, sir.